Finding the right cleat can be transformative. Believe me, I've worn plenty during my career. So getting the right balance is crucial. The cleat needs to feel good on your foot, but also feel good connecting with the ball. The New Balance Furon 7 Plus is built with both of those points in mind, offering overall comfort and precise striking in the game's fastest moments. Because, as I learned the hard way, because I didn't possess much of it, speed matters in soccer. That's why the Furon 7 Plus is built for accuracy and precision at rapid pace and is engineered specifically for use on firm ground. Why is this the ideal cleat, I hear you ask? Well, not to get too scientific, but the Furon 7 Plus offers a lightweight yet supportive hypo-knit with mesh lining upper construction and is paired with offset lacing for a truer strike of the ball, which is a long way of me saying that your game will immediately get better when these are on your feet. Learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Everybody, welcome to a new episode of, you know, you know what it is. You know what it is. I got my man Charlie, Charlie Davies here. We're going to recap this whole thing in soccer we trust. We got to talk about all this. Charlie, obviously we're waiting for Jimmy Conrad to join us. We got the opening uh, match for the U.S. men's national team of this World Cup. We've been, we've been building this up for a while now. You and I and Jimmy and other guests that we've had on there, we've been talking about this for a good while. But now we finally get a chance to reflect on something of substance, Charlie. So first of all, what's your initial, what's your initial feelings? What's your initial takeaways before we really dive into this match? Yeah, uh, it's a point. It's not the end of the world. We were the better team. I'm a little frustrated. So this is the, the, the conflict that I'm, I'm dealing with. We should have won the game. We are, we are the better team than Wales. I think we get the goal. They were sitting back. They were defensive. We get the goal. We say, come but they still stayed and they're, they're fine with keeping it close. We didn't keep going. We stopped. Mm-hmm. So I, I think from that standpoint, we got to have a little bit more of that instinct to say, Hey, let's, let's end this game now in the first yeah. half. Let's go out and get another one. And the final third play wasn't sharp. Josh Sargent, I think he, he wasn't good in possession, but I don't want to take anything away from him because he did hold up the, the ball on the goal. In that yeah. in that breakdown, he didn't let the center uh, center back get to the ball. He was strong, so he held up the ball, and Christian Pulisic ran off of him. However, outside of that play and that near post run early on when he, he heads the ball off the crossbar, I thought, okay, this is him building the confidence. He just he lost the ball in possession. He he wasn't in a good starting position uh, position when the outside backs had the ball for service because he he wasn't a threat. They didn't have yeah. to worry about him because he was on the outside of the 18 or he wasn't, he wasn't deep. So that near post run, it, you couldn't make it because he wasn't an option. So I, I just think that there are things we, we could have done better. And then obviously the yeah. reckless challenge from Walker Zimmerman um, on Gareth Bale, you bail them out. Yeah. Pun intended. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're totally, <laughs> yeah. you're totally right on this, right? I, I, I keep looking at this through two lenses, mm-hmm. the lens of which we said, 
I don't care how this team plays. Go out, fight, find a way to get a result, right? Yep. By and large, they, they did that. But if you're going to do that, you cannot make the mistake that Walker Zimmerman made. You cannot give them anything. You have to make them suffer and earn or come up with something spectacular. Up until that point, I thought they actually denied most of those opportunities. Yes, Moore had a, you know, a half chance on a header. We got a good look, but didn't make much of it. But overall, I was like, okay, that's actually not a bad game plan. And it's far off of how we maybe wanted them to play in terms of the beauty and the aesthetic of the game. But I thought they were accomplishing what I thought was a, a pretty clear game plan. But then when you make that mistake, like you said, it wasn't, we, we didn't keep going. So if you're going to take that one goal and you're going to play it like that, and it seemed like they were playing it like, get that goal and let's shut this thing down, you have to be able to shut it down. And that requires every single player on the field to be able to make unbelievable plays from that moment until the end of the game. Did you, did, did you see it like that? Um, did at any point you think, because there was a window in the start of the second half where Wales looked good and you could see the energy, the noise of the stadium started to shift and you could see a little bit of momentum. But then 20 minutes into that, Wales hit a wall. They looked tired. They looked second to things. They looked late to things. And that's where I was smelling like a little bit of, of blood, so to speak, where I was like, okay, there might be something here if we can actually take a few more risks and chances. But that's when I thought we started to get a little conservative. What was your take on that? Well, I think Wales didn't have much going for them, except when they brought in uh, – the halftime substitution of Kiefer Moore was massive for them yeah. because they finally had a presence. And you could see uh, – I think it was Musa who gave the ball away. And then all of a sudden – they started to get possession. It was around the 50, 52nd minute, I want to say. Right. They started to get comfortable. And and we dropped off. And we said, let's protect the lead, basically. And and when Greg Berhalter made the subs of Kellen Acosta in the 75th minute, Yedlin, uh, 74th, taking off uh, Serginho Dest, and then Josh Sargent came off and right. And I thought Haji Wright came in and he had that, that little – uh, pep in a step. He was a little bit more explosive than Josh Sargent already. So right. I, I thought, what? I would have liked to see that uh, from, from minute one. But I think he was ultimately protecting the lead. When you bring on Kellen Acosta for Yunus Musa, for me, that's a signal that we're going we're gonna to try and kill the game. We're happy right. with this 1-0 win. And I thought that would probably would be the chance to say, let's just, let's end this game. You know, let for me, Wales didn't have much going. But Charlie, for that's that's when the leadership has to come in. That's your yes. Walker Zimmerman. That's your Tim Ream. That's exactly why you have these guys on the field. You could go with younger guys. You could go with guys that you think might make a mistake in those big moments. But in in this, we opted for that conservative look of guys. Look, I can trust guys that have been there before. Guys that know the moment. That's so uncharacteristic of. I mean, I know Walker Zimmerman makes mistakes like anybody else. Mm -hmm. But to have that feeling in that moment, I wish the team would have just recognized, like, hey, we're going to see this out. It's not going to be pretty. It's not yes. going to be ugly. We're putting in a lot of conservative subs. Yes, some of them are around yellow cards. But like we're going we're gonna to see this out. We're going to sit in our blocks, and we are going to grind until the end. And that chance changes everything because when you do play like that at the international level, at the World Cup, the biggest stage, you do not get to make a single mistake. You have to be perfect in that context. And they had 15 minutes to be perfect, and unfortunately, it's now cost them a point. Now, the flip yes. side of that, Charlie, is I don't want to turn this into a full negative because no. if we all talked about – Starting a point with this team of DeAndre Yedlin being the only player that has been to a World Cup before for this squad, not even on the field. They'd come into this game. They'd have some possession. They'd, they'd at times look, look, look like they uh, were decent or, or were confident, and they were going to leave with a point in the first one, knowing we're going to have to get a point probably now against, against England and the win against uh, what I think is a beatable Iran. Is it, is it that bad to you, or, or is it more the way in which we gave up points? 
it's the way we are a better team than Wales. That's it. Yeah. We're a better I team than agree Wales. With that. So considering how the first half went where they said, we're just going to defend. We'll let you have possession. And we were connecting passes, made it very predictable. They weren't threatening whatsoever. And we get our goal through a, a fantastic run of play. Just how we, they, they launched the ball long. And all of a sudden we went from north, south to north in, in literally two seconds. Bop, bop, bop. Christian Pulisic is running into space. The perfect weight pass against the grain for Tim Weah to, to slide into the far post. For me, that was perfect because we didn't hesitate. There wasn't left. We're not going to play east and west and take our time. It was let's get down quick and get in behind. We didn't do that enough. I'm also looking at the, the way that we, we, we would win possession and then how we were connecting passes in the final third. We weren't playing quick enough. If you want to keep possession, that's great. I have no problem with that. It looks great. But how quick are we getting from one point of, of the field to the other, switching the point of attack? That didn't happen enough. Yeah. And, and for yeah. me, we, we have to figure out ways to be a little bit more dynamic. And I, I see a lot of comments. Where's, where's Gio Reyna? Where's Gio Reyna? I've heard he picked up a knock. He picked up an injury. And that's why we didn't see Gio Reyna play. He, he yeah. might have started in this game if, if he were healthy, and, and it wouldn't have been Tim Weah. So I'm glad Tim Weah started and made the difference. We've been talking about the whole time. Put way up at the nine. He yeah. has the quality to be a great nine. So that therefore we would have seen Giorena play at that spot or now, which I think will be be um, Brent Aronson. Although Weston McKinney doesn't look a hundred percent. That was that was the thing that I was going to get to. Weston McKinney to me again, and I go back to Landon Donovan's comments when he came on our show recently, and he talked about Weston McKinney actually being the most important player in this team in terms of when he's in his best form. He makes this team as good as they are. Mm -hmm. And again, I take I take I take Weston McKinney into two chunks. Defensively, strong, solid. Did his job, worked hard for the team, didn't really expose himself much. But also in the buildup, like you said, he that being that connective tissue between the midfield and the attack, he had more turnovers than I believe anybody. I don't know the exact stats, but he really struggled to find the rhythm of the game, didn't really look himself, didn't really look confident. And then at times even looked like he was hiding under pressure where we usually see a Weston McKinney want that ball knowing that he can create something out of it. So do you think one, there's going to be a change uh, in the, in the, in the next game for him? Do you think Brendan Aronson uh, gets a start in the next game? Just trying to think through how it might be different. Now, I really think that you look at this match and you say, this didn't work. Let's use it for the next one, right? You mm -hmm. put this behind you. Say, we got a point. We now got to look at England. So let's focus actually on, on just this match in general. Do you think the game plan was clear? Do you think that we understood? Cause for me, for the most part, I looked at the team. I looked at the way that we played. We, we looked risk-averse at times, which I was okay with. Lumped the ball forward, try to scrap for second balls, get the ball higher up the field. I thought we lacked ideas in the final third most of the time. But it seemed like there was some sort of identity there of like, hey, we don't need to play out of everything. We don't need to play through everything. Mm -hmm. Let's pick and choose our moments to, 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 to take some risks. But overall, it was, it was how I had hoped they'd come out. So I can't be mad about that. How about you? First half, very positive especially going into halftime with a 1-0 lead. No, I have, I have nothing negative to say about the first half, except for we could have been more ruthless in the attacking third. The, right. the, I'm also going to look at the uh, um, set pieces, the, the dead ball scenarios. It wasn't good enough. We didn't clear the, the first defender in, in a lot of instances. So we're not taking advantage of the set pieces. So a player like Weston McKinney, who's so dangerous on those set pieces – you, you don't even give him an opportunity. 
I'll also say that Weston McKinney looked like he wasn't trying to push it. He was he yeah. was doing everything he could just to be able to play the game. So therefore, I think the injury that he's playing with because he's not a hundred percent right is is taking away from his ability because it looks like he's just trying to survive. Um, you could see him grasping at his groin constantly. The, the quad is t- heavily taped. That for me shows he he's not at a hundred percent. He's just trying to right. trying to be gutsy. At what point do you say, ah, oh, you know, as good as Weston is and how important he is to the team, maybe let's let's not start him because he he can't give get to to fifth gear. He it's almost like he's playing in a fourth gear, if not third gear. And I've seen, but didn't it seem um, like Greg Greg Berhalter noticed that because in my mind I was like, this might be a halftime sub. You know, he's really I struggling. I thought 100% it was a halftime sub. He was, he was struggling to, to, to connect passes, do all the little things that he's, you know, this guy plays at Juventus. Mm-hmm. He, can, he knows how to connect passes. He knows how to play in tight areas. He knows how to play quick or slow it down and these types of things. And he looked off the – like he almost never really even found his confidence, let alone feeling good, that when Greg subbed him off, I was like, okay, we're actually recognizing. Because you and I have talked about times of like scratching our heads going like, why did that guy come off? Why did this guy come right. on? And this time it seemed like there was a recognition of like, hey – Maybe he's not quite there yet, and that I might it be been uh, sooner, though. Yeah, yeah, you're not. And you're and, not and I see uh, there's there's a couple people that were like, oh, I thought Josh Sargent did great. I, I don't know what game um, they were watching because Josh Sargent looked a step off the pace. He lost the ball a couple of times. Now he would find the right spot, and and I look at the if you look at the 16th minute, it's actually 15:02. If you're watching the game, if you replay the game. He pops up to into a good spot. The ball gets played to his feet, but he is too slow to react and loses the ball just because I, I don't know if he anticipated uh, a defender. He maybe didn't check his shoulder, but it's a poor touch and, the, and he loses possession. That's just one instance. And yeah, you I, th- I, th- I think by the way, you... to be more yeah, involved, ahead. right? I, I just think yeah. when I know when... you obviously you're going to always be more more critical. You're a striker. Yes. You're going to look at it through a very different lens. From my perspective yeah. on Josh Sargent. I thought that he was um, – I think the, I think we've set the bar relatively low for our strikers now. Of like, can they hold the ball? Can they pass the ball? Can they do mm-hmm. the things that I think we've struggled to see sometimes our strikers do? And, then, mm-hmm. and, and, and on that context, I was like, okay, he's finding the ball. He doesn't look out of place, right? He's battling. He's scrapping. But like you said, our striker does need to do more, at, at, especially if we're going to play in this type of system. I, I, I'm obviously looking at the nine. I'm going to be – a, a, probably a more laser focused to see how that nine is and how they how they affect the game. Yeah. Jar Sargent, without him, that goal doesn't happen. So I've all I've already said he was extremely important in the build up to that goal. His hold up play it, it made it possible. But and then in, in the forty sixth minute, um, in the first minute of injury, uh, extra time in the first half, he brings down a ball. The ball's flighted to his chest. He brings it down, calm in possession, and then he 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 keeps it moving. So that those are two things that I, I put, picked out, and I said, "Wow, that's good from Josh Sargent," but largely ineffective. He looked a step off. It was slow. He lost possession. It, it didn't really impact the game outside of of, of those few moments. So it wasn't a, a good performance from Josh Sargent, although he he played a critical role in in the goal. And then uh, I would say I think Weston McKinney probably should have came off uh, sooner, halftime. Probably wouldn't have been a good sub for Brent Aronson to get into the game, just because the way that Wales were playing, you didn't have to rely on on set pieces because they weren't getting set pieces. We weren't we weren't have, yeah. committing these these bad fouls. So I think Brent Aronson coming into the game at that point would have been a good moment just for 
the starting the press. Yeah, I agree. I thought that he struggled to really find the rhythm of the game too, because it was like yes. the swing. He had to experience the swings of of you know uh, Wales settling in uh, and being in decent form, and then trying to climb our way out of out of a one one in that type of situation. Was it at all at all shocking to you that the players that we talked about making this roster as bubble players? Right, we had players not even on the roster. We had Jordan Morris not on the roster, Haji mm-hmm. Wright not on the roster. These guys played in the opening match, and and we know that. Obviously, Jordan Morris, circumstantial player. We know he's been really good for the national team over his history. Haji Wright, a a circumstance-based player in terms of being a target and something different. But we went straight into the depths of our rosters right away in this first game. And does it make you think maybe um, we brought the right group of players knowing that we're going to probably use more than we we, we thought we were going to use, you know, thinking about those two guys getting in in this first match? Yeah, we brought the right players. I I don't have any doubt because you expect – these guys to play 90 minutes for the most part, your best players, because they are young. It's not that they're, you know, 30, 35 years old. A lot of these guys are what 22 years old, 24 years old, 19, 22, 24, uh, 25, 22. Those are the players who are getting the, yeah. the most run. So you would expect we don't need to go, yeah. you know, make substitutions at the 60th minute unless they're ineffective. So on the, that, Charlie, the, not, the oh. nine is still yeah. the position. <laughs> you you can't let the nine go, can we, you? I can't. You just can't because, let it go. Because that's why I'm saying put Tim Weah. The goal that he scored is a class number nine finish. Fantastic finish. The that timing of the run, the way he ran, the pace, the strength. Shifted off his left foot to hit it with the right. Play him at the nine. Yeah. yeah. And, and that way you can get Aronson or Gio Reyna, uh, God bless his soul, that he's 100% healthy and fit for England. Because I think that's a player that we could have used in that attacking third, just because he gives you a little bit something different. He can take player. He's not afraid to take players on the dribble, and he can. So, please put way at the nine, please. Just hey, let me ask he you gives this. You the pace too. Okay, let me ask you this then, Christian Pulisic, the guy that we've all talked about, our mm-hmm. our 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 fearless leader, Christian Pulisic. You know, Champions yes. League winner, Christian Pulisic. Yes. Still seemed like he wanted the ball in places where he could drop down deep and get the ball. And like you said, whether it's with Sargent or others, at times really struggled to, to I think, be impactful on the level. Now, mm-hmm. what I do want to preface this with is our young players looked better than Wales. Our team was better than Wales, I think. I think we deserved three points against Wales uh, in, in this match. But a Christian Pulisic, do you think that he was effective in the way that he was playing? Do you think, obviously, the setup, the goal, the ball that he is, that's where we want the situations that we want him. But if he's dropping back that deep or he's having to combine or or at times feel like he's taking on a lot of responsibility where it's like almost better to get the ball in these sort of chaotic moments where the team is, the opposition is unbalanced and you can make one or two passes. I mean, what was your take on his performance in this game? I think Christian was was largely active. I, I liked his approach. He was, he was being... Uh, I think aggressive. There were times where he probably did a little too much, but he was earning corner kicks, corner kicks that we didn't do much with, but he was er- earning it. He's getting fouled. Players are going to, to foul him. He, he right. is, th- he's shifty. He's our playmaker. Expect to get fouled. That's, and then you hope that the ref brandishes yellow cards left and right. And then all of a sudden now they can't take risks with, with stepping to him. Could he have been better? Yes, but for me, he was one of the bright spots on the pitch t- t- uh, tonight for for the for the U.S. So I'm 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 actually optimistic and positive of with Christian's play tonight. That obviously he he took a few more touches in some areas of the field and, and gets fouled, but no, 
I'm yeah. I think uh, I'm I'm positive about his performance. And then, you know, uh, I think any Tim others Re- that stand out for you that, that Tim were Ream. Tim, yeah. Tim Tim Ream for me. Again, you talked about a player not in the squad, not even close to it. Comes in, starts in the first half, didn't put a foot wrong. Yeah, and they weren't threatening either. So it, it worked out perfectly for yeah. for Greg Berhalter because he he said, "Man, Wales is going to drop back. Guess what? We have a center back who's calm and confident on the ball." And you could see Walker Zimmerman deferred to Tim Ream. He got the yeah. ball right to Tim Ream. You let you break you break the team down, and he wasn't afraid to fizz balls in in between the lines. So I liked exactly what Tim Ream played, and the relationship with Tim Ream and Walker was great in the first half. They they knew how to cover Daniel James and made it predictable. One would step, one would drop, um, mm-hmm. and, and that played uh, an important role in, in the goal. Tim Ream yeah. went for it. Walker's remembering covered. So I, I think in the first half was great. In the second half, when they brought in Kiefer Moore, that's when it changed. Yeah, and uh, not that it, it got uh, crazy, but Walker Zimmerman didn't have to lunge on Gareth Bale in the box. Yeah. You never go to ground in that instance when his back is to the to the goal. And and yeah. he basically used all the legs he had. Yeah. Well, let, let's welcome in our, 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 uh, yes. our resident uh, yes. center, uh, James P. Conrad. Jimmy, thanks for joining us, man. Obviously... You are you are there. You are you are in Doha. You are you are experiencing all that is uh, U.S. men's national team. Um, tell us your initial thoughts. Obviously, I, Charlie's breaking down a little bit of like first half versus second half. Talked a little bit about Weston McKinney struggling to really look like he, he was comfortable or, or or find his form. Mentioned Josh Sargent needing to do more. Talked, and we were just now onto the center backs um, with Walker Zimmerman and Tim Ream, where he was complimentary of that center back pairing but until Tim the Ream second half. Partic- obviously, Tim Ream in particular um, was sharp tonight. Yeah, and Kiefer Moore coming on and changing the dynamic of that game, almost neutralizing them in some ways, um, and giving giving Wales now an outlet that even made you know Rambo a better player in, in the second half. Yeah, it's great to see you guys as always. Hopefully, you're, you're getting me a little. You look bit a lot more sharper today. Today, more Thanks, alert. Buddy, I Did you come from the that. game? Yeah. Did you go to the game? I didn't go to the game. No, I uh, have to be kind of on a, a stage away from it. But I'm hopeful my my credential gets me into games. I just have to figure out a way to get there. <laughs> Uh, overall, uh, the first half, I was really proud. We, we, I thought we controlled the game. We were, we were dictating the flow of the game, the rhythm of the game. I thought that uh, the connection between Sargent and Wea in particular was very good in terms of when Sargent dropped into midfield, Wea would know to really get in advance of him. And, and uh, that ultimately led to uh, the goal that we scored, a very good goal. And then I'm pretty sure I'd be really surprised if Greg didn't tell the guys that they're going to make adjustments. They can't play as poor as they did in the first half. Something's going to have to change. I was pretty surprised that Dan James came out and Kiefer Moore came in. Maybe somebody else, but I thought uh, pretty surprised that Dan James. Either way, Kiefer Moore comes in, and that's already a signal of intent that they're going to try to do something different. That They're going to try to commit some more numbers. And, And ultimately, that makes Gareth Bale's game a little bit easier. He has somebody to play off of him that's a little bit more in advance of the ball. And I felt like we just continued to sit back and absorb and sit back and absorb. Did we have a chance or two to potentially kill off the game? Maybe nothing clear cut. It's like don't, don't you think that was a little bit of that sitting back versus like being on that front foot of willing to say, hey, there might be a second out of here. But it seemed like we it was very much like we got our one goal. Let's be grateful for that and let's grind this out. But that means, you know, as Charlie and I just talked about, you pretty much got to be perfect for the rest of the match. Um, Talking specifically yeah, about the Walker Zimmerman incident. No, of course. Yeah. I mean, with regard to Walker, I mean, if we if we really try to nitpick, that ball on the sideline looked like it might have been out. That said, we had more than enough guys in that area of the field that probably should have done something a little bit better, may have been a little bit more switched on 
when Wales took a quick throw in. You know, these are the little things that that maybe you pick up on. I don't know. I don't really want to talk about inexperience here. It might be some low-hanging fruit that if we had a little bit of an older team, like we're probably not going to make that mistake again with a quick throw in and somebody not sliding over a little bit quicker. Yeah, yeah Walker Zimmerman, I mean, we can we can kind of slice it how all the ways that we want, but Walker Zimmerman just, just can't dive in Bad there. Decision. There's just no yeah. reason for him to dive in there. And I really want to give a shout out to Gareth Bale for his savvy there because that's something a proper number nine would do that if you can sense that you can get to the ball first, all you have to do is get yourself between a ball and a lunging defender and you put yourself in a position to earn a penalty. Yes. And that's when we saw when I saw it firsthand or what in real time, I thought, I don't know. I think Bale's making a meal of it. And then you see it. You're like, no, nope, yeah. that's uh, that is the whole meal. And Walker took the biggest chunk out of him. And and uh, it's disappointing as as a defender. You can be very good for 99 percent of the game. But it's that one percent. If you don't make that play. Now you're the one that everybody thinks uh, not as they sucks, but uh, you know costs us the game, and that's unfortunate because you know he'd been solid for a number of times for us, and and uh, solid tonight until that one moment, and that's that's it. I mean, yeah. we've talked about this before, Heath mm -hmm. and Charlie. Yeah. It's the fine margins at this level, and and we didn't make that one or two plays that could have helped us get all three points. And, well, and especially, uh, especially I will say this. Yeah. No, no, silver lining, silver lining, silver lining. The 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 five times that we've either won or drawn. You probably guys have already seen this, but the silver lining won or draw on the, the opening game of the group stages. We've gone on to get out of the group. So I'm going to take that and, and ride with it, and uh, hopefully we'll learn from this and get better. Yeah, and I think, I think Charlie and I both agree. Charlie, what are you holding up right now for, for people that are listening to this? Yes, uh, um, I'm holding up a, a bowl, a nice, beautiful bowl that we got from wonderful <laughs> pistachios. And I, and I also put the pistachios in there. <laughs> Clean. This this is a presentation. Charlie, are you giving are you giving free ads right now on our no, show? No, I'm just yeah, saying. That's what, it sounds, that's what it sounds like. You know, um, I don't I don't well, give those free ads. Hashtag. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Well, it's not <laughs> yeah, free. sure. I know you're. Gonna, yeah, we're not. We're not. Hey, but listen, real quick, everybody that's that's watching this uh, live right now, we're gonna be doing uh, 30 day P plus subscription giveaways throughout the tournament. Uh, so every time we hit 300 likes, we'll give one away. So make sure you like, subscribe, and drop your Twitter handle in the chat to enter into that giveaway 30 days for the uh, premium free trial uh, of, of Paramount Plus. So make sure you, you're um, sending all your information our way. Uh, let's, let's get back a little bit to this game in, in general. Uh, are, you, are you both happy, I guess, in, in, in take away the way we played? I think it was, to me it was a clear game plan. Like at least we were going to play more direct, mm -hmm. less risky. It seemed to present itself. I thought, again, started the second half, they started to lean on us a little bit for quite a while. And then they fizzled out. There was like a 10-minute window where Wales just looked tired. And when I, when I break down anything, it's not about individual performances. I thought the fight was good. I thought the collective energy was good. But it was just this window of time where you could see Wales were arriving to the balls late. They were slow in transition. They were a little bit exposed. And that's where I was like, can we just get one or two players and not have it have to be given to us on a bad turnover where we can have some combination play and lead us to a second goal? Was there anything, I guess, Jimmy, I'll start with you, that you wish just – in that moment or in, in those moments would have been recognized that could have led to a different result in this match? Do you think that the subs were part of that? And not to say that the subs were poor or, you know, the changes seemed okay when they, when they were made. I was like, all right, those make sense. Maybe three at once seems like a lot. I know that you only have a certain amount of windows to make changes. Was that but a signal of intent about to that, you? Like, of, like we, we're, we, we're just trying to hold on to this? Yeah, I think so when you bring in... Yeah, especially when you bring in Kellen Acosta. I think you make it pretty clear yeah. that you're trying to lock it down, give Tyler Adams a little bit of help in that midfield and try to lock that space in front of the back four. It didn't work out tonight, and one play ended up costing us, but I didn't mind the move overall. 
you'd like to think that that was also when you make a sub like that, that the rest of the team knows what's going to happen too. And maybe that's, maybe that's not what we wanted. I don't know. It's a tough one. I think it's something the group can learn from that. We have to learn how to close out games. And even if we bring on different players, they can solve that. But I wonder if that 15 minutes or 10 minutes that you're talking about is when the subs were made. Cause as you guys know, it's, it's tough when you come on as a sub in any position, it takes you a couple minutes to get up to the game speed and, and uh, to kind of know where you're going to fit in and how you can help out the team. How about you, Charlie? Anything from this match that just stood out to you as one thing that you could be super critical of? Because I don't want to make it super negative. Our young team, who's never been in a World Cup before, other than DeAndre Yedlin, came out of that with a point. I think they were, they're were they a better team than Wales, and, and they showed it in a lot of ways. They showed the fight and the passion that we've said has been missing. So I don't want to turn this into like a doom and gloom type of thing. But was there any moment no, or any type of thing in the game? It's not doom and gloom. It's, um, it's not doom and gloom. I'll tell you right now, if it was doom and gloom, because the chat, the chat room a, wants Greg's head right now. So no, no, you can't. If if we took an L, if we took an L today, that's mm -hmm. doom and gloom for sure. Mm -hmm. We're out. England and Wales are through. I I'm still optimistic because we saw Iran is is hopeless. Because I I think they're one England broke the spirit of them. They were already there was already turmoil just because of everything that's going on in their country and and how powerful it was when the national anthem was played for Iran and the players didn't, didn't sing. And you know how, how proud and passionate they are of their people. So there, there's already that, that conflict. I think mm -hmm. England just absolutely broke their spirit and it's hard for them to bounce back. Of course, if they lose against Wales, um, it, it's, it's all over for them. And so the last game, do they have enough to play uh, for their country or is it kind of, we're, we're done. I think we we can surprise England. They they have vo the vulnerabilities. We saw that in, in the game against Iran. Even though Iran uh, gave up after I'd say after that second or third goal, but they still showed that they leave themselves open to 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 counterattacks. They leave themselves open to that one v one play where they bet too much on themselves with Eric Dyer and, and John Stone. So I'm I'm optimistic with our group. That being said, I think what's so disappointing for, for all of us watching is because we were so much better than Wales. In that first half especially, we should have scored or at least had more opportunities to score goals. We just didn't. We we settled. We scored the goal. It was like, yay, we did it. Now let's settle. Let's let's win 1-0. When it should have well, been, that. let's make it two. Let's make it three. And, and that's yeah. the difference between England and versus Iran and, and us versus Wales. Wales, we didn't have that the impetus to say, let's keep going, guys. They're they're settling back. They're just bunkered in. They're not even, yeah. there's no response from them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
Yeah. And I mean, I, I would say a lot of that comes down to the fact that I think that that goal probably in the player's eyes was unexpected, right? I don't think anybody, but we've struggled to score for so long, especially in the run of play like that and have multiple things have to happen in terms of a quality for us to get a goal that it almost seemed like when we scored, it was like, what do we do now? Right. You know, I, I would, I would have guessed in that locker room, that was probably going to be a grind knowing that it was going to scrap and battle all the things they prepared for. They, they exposed Wales and they were like, okay, we're better than them. And we're up one nil. Maybe we should just count, count, uh, count our blessings and try to grind this thing out. Obviously it doesn't work out in the end, still get a point, which I think is really important, but listen, we've got, so much more to talk about. So those of you that are watching this live, do not go anywhere. We're going to take our first and only break of the show. When we come back, we're going to discuss uh, more of this breakdown from the Wales and U.S. opening match of the World Cup. Welcome back, everybody. Now, listen up. Uh, the Soccer World Eyes are focused on Qatar for the biggest event on the global stage. Stay up to date with every story and every heart-pounding moment with the Golasso Starting 11 newsletter from CBS Sports. It's your ultimate guide to the beautiful game, taking you beyond the pitch and around the globe with expert analysis and everything you need to know in the world of soccer. Sign up today for free at cbssports.com slash Golasso. Once again, it's Golasso Starting 11 newsletter, and you can sign up for free at cbssports.com slash Golasso, G O L. A-Z-O. Make sure you signed up to that, man. We're giving a lot of free stuff, which I can respect. It's all about, it's all about providing the community with an opportunity uh, to come together and, and, and chat. But let's get back to, to this game. Jimmy, you've been around uh, a lot of uh, ex-national teamers since you've been in, 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 in Doha. You've been along a lot of experienced players that have either played in World Cups and been in tough moments, good moments. What's been the overall – was there a shared sentiment? Was there a – I mean, was the range of excitement or 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 belief, uh, was there a wide range to that or what, what's going on? I, I would say, no, it's a great question. I would say cautiously optimistic that we had a team that could do something special, but do they believe that they can do something special? And, and yeah, you can say it and you can see videos or any social media stuff. And you can see the camaraderie, but you really don't know until the game starts. And I thought that first 45 minutes was fantastic. It was a bit of a tale of two halves. I can understand why there might be some frustration with Greg. Did he not pull the right strings? Did he not make the right subs? Did he not say the whatever, whatever it is, there's already people out there that have, have their agenda as it were. And, and this is what he's going to be judged on. And when we had something, and I think when I saw those former national team players uh, congregating today to talk about the game, it just felt like a loss. Like we had it there. It was in our hands and we just gave it back. And that was probably the most disappointing or uh, collective feeling that I think we had as a group. What I'll add is, there are a lot of positives to take out of this game. I love our balance of our team. I thought starting uh, Timo Weah was the right choice. Now, it seems like Gio Reyna didn't, I don't know, I think he suited up, but didn't even warm up. So I'm kind of curious as if you guys have heard anything. We couldn't hear anything. I've heard, I've heard he picked heard up a, news. Slight, a, a knock. A slight, a slight knock. knock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of his middle name these days. So I'm not really surprised, but hopefully he can get healthy and get back. And then Brendan Aronson, obviously, coming off as a super sub. I think that was something we had just discussed uh, quite a bit in, in terms of where does he fit in. Weston McKinney, yeah. I think he put in a good good shift for us. Was it maybe five, ten minutes too long? Because he looked like he was hobbling a little bit when he came off. So I'm kind of curious to see what it looks like moving forward. But I love the balance in our team. I thought Timo Weah gave us that depth. He gave us a little bit of that uh, threat in behind, which was important. And then Anthony Robinson is doing a much better job, especially – now, with, with Fulham being in the Premier League, he's got to be a lot more thoughtful about when he goes forward and when he goes back. I think his discipline and understanding of when to go is, is improving game by game, and I thought that we saw that a lot. I, I really liked our team in a lot of different ways. There's really nothing I can I – mean, we can nitpick, but 
But this was a probably well, it's, team it's, performance. It's easy. To, it's Jimmy. It's easy to nitpick because we were the better team, right? We we yeah, exactly we deserved right. to exactly we deserved right. to win, and I think that's when we come over the top because we're like, it's not good enough. We should have won. Yeah. But ultimately, a point, well, especially is, when we were good. winning too. Yes. Like those two things, where it's like being better is one thing, being better and ahead is another thing. Like mm-hmm. those things start to mount. And obviously, all, all of us who have been in high stakes moments before you, you always feel like when that slips away from you, it feels like a little bit of a loss. Right. And you want to nitpick it. Cause you want to, you want to make it less about like as a team, you don't want to make it about Walker Zimmerman, right? You don't want to just say he's the one that made the team, the team give up the points. But you knew when that was like, going to happen. Yeah. You knew Walker Zimmerman was going to get it from, from supporters just because they, they weren't happy with Walker Zimmerman, especially when his form, I think with Nashville hasn't been the best, and coming into this tournament with the friendly uh, against Japan and Saudi Arabia, him and Aaron Long, that partnership didn't didn't work. So all eyes were going to be on Walker's room. And a lot of people were questioning Tim Ream just because he had been out of the picture, even though he's playing regularly at, at Fulham, just because of his the lack of pay, pace. But he he's he reads the game so well. In a game like today, it was so easy for him because Wales were, were dropped back and they didn't have any threats. And Daniel right, James right. was on an Island and I agree with that. we knew, we knew uh, Gareth Bale didn't have the legs. He's not making sprints anymore. R- realistically, he likes to just check in, in underneath. And we, we given what I'll, that, what I'll we jump in and say very game. quickly about the center backs though. Mm-hmm. And as I think that think this through and reflect a little bit more on the second half, it really is on our center backs in some capacity to make sure we don't drop too deep. And it's on Matt Turner to make sure, you know, just being vocal, just to stay a little bit higher. I'm not talking we're playing this high line at midfield. I'm just talking three or four and five yards. And you guys know that makes a big difference, especially if Matt Turner can come out and be that. He did come out towards the end when it was a 1v1 there. We're trying to get back in it at the very end and headed that one out. And then Kellen Acosta, smart yellow card, by the way. I want to give him a shout out for that. But I thought we started to, the line started to collapse on each other. And for, for, to kind of give you a definition of what that means is when our midfield and our, and our uh, back line are way too close. They start to blend. And yeah, they start to blend. And, and th- when, then when they start to blend and you get too close to each other, there becomes this gray area of like, am I going to step to the ball or are you going to step to the ball? And when that starts to happen, that's when pockets of space and that uncertainty starts to pop in. And then it gets infectious. It just starts to spread yeah. throughout the team. And then your team shape is off. And so I really feel like... Well, and nerves are going up and fatigue is going up. I, what's that? I said, and nerves at that point are going up. Yes, of course. You know, you fatigue like is you, going you, up. Like it starts yeah. to become this perfect storm exactly of, right. of, of a situation. And, and, but then and, we, we talked about this before, Jimmy, and, and uh, before you jumped on the show, of the, the players that I would have expected to not make that mistake are the ones that I think Greg brought because of their experience, right? Now, if you had a, a Robinson there, uh, a fit Robinson there, uh, or you had a young uh, other center back that makes that mistake, okay, but you're bringing these players uh, with experience because you're like, I trust you to make the right decisions. It's obviously, like you said, it's mar- it's marginal at this level, and it happens so quickly. You don't expect Walker Zimmerman to make that, but it was, I feel like it, you said it well, um, indicative as the game went on that they were dropping deeper and deeper and sort of mm-hmm. withstanding more that they could have prevented every like three, four yards of just taking those little tiny steps yes. that make the strikers have to play honestly or the wingers have yeah. to track yeah. back and those types of things. Yeah. Charlie, what, what's your thought? Well, I was going to uh, address one of the comments on the YouTube section. Uh, of course you, you are, are, Charlie. You're the, yeah. you are, you are literally, you are, you are the YouTube you're, section. You're the hall monitor. Yeah. You are you know, the hall monitor. I have, us, I have to monitor. I mean? So Jabron, Jabron Khan said, stop spinning this to the positive. We should have won. The media quotes needs oh, to be gosh. hard on the team. Now you could be negative. 
and just be grumpy about this result. Yes, we all think we should have won this game. We were the better team, but that's 100%. not how this sport works. You have to you have to either a stomp on their necks by just being aggressive and and being relentless and forcing them to just give up because we just keep scoring or we close out the game. Greg Berhalter decided to close out the game. He figured, man, they're not that threatening. 1-0 is good. We'll we'll take it at that because we haven't been a sharp in the final third. So ultimately, they were on the path to doing that. But I was I was critical watching the game that Anthony Robinson was giving too much space to the the outside uh, players for Wales to cross the ball. You cannot, if you're going to drop, you cannot not allow them to have free service and pick out where they want to go. You close it down and force them to either ricochet it off you or have to recycle and, and, and circulate the ball back across to the other side. But we were allowing them to, to serve the ball into the box. That was the issue. We're still in a good spot. So at one point going into the game against England, I'm going to be positive. Why would I say, oh, we're done. It's over. It's hopeless. Yeah. Because even if we lose to England and we keep it close and we beat Iran, more than likely, I think we're still going through. Yeah, I agree with you. I would say that. So that's why we're keeping it positive. If you, would have, if you would have approached it or if you would have told us ahead of time that we would have got out of the Wales game with a 1-1 draw. And you would have known that Iran is now minus four goal difference after the first one. I, I don't know. I, I not to say I, I would. I guess if if we had been down a goal and came back and scored, we'd be feeling a lot more positive about not necessarily completely positive, but mm -hmm. feeling good that we were the ones that that fought fought back. And we, you know, that's that the easy narrative there. But I don't know. I, I still feel somewhat positive. I guess by what I saw, how close we were to closing out that game and getting the three points. So for me to just to jump on the negative train just to be an asshole is uh, not something I like to do in my normal life. So None I'm not going to go do it now. None of us. And, then, and then also I, I want to say that when these guys get to this level and you're the players, whatever you think about the coaching staff, I know that they do it too. And they're playing a different game because they, they have to work with the media in, in a much different way than I think the players do. But these guys aren't playing at these level without knowing when they make mistakes. They are, they're looking at all the little things about how to get better. So for us to then pile on, it, or even if we did, we're like, hey, you know, Walker Zimmerman's got to do better. I'm pretty sure Walker Zimmerman knows that he needs to do better. It's like, yeah, no shit. Thanks, guys. You know, thanks, Captain Obvious. So it's just, I don't, I don't know. Well, he didn't even fight. He didn't even fight the penalty call. That's when you know that, like, he yeah, kind he of knew. just was like, you know, there's the players yeah, he, around he him, but you can tell that he hoping liked, that yeah. he wouldn't call it. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, there's room for criticism, and people should be held accountable. But there was a lot of positives in this game that I was actually pleasantly surprised and and in some ways i was i was wondering what wales is doing in the first half because they just yeah. decided to sit back and absorb and it, not really it, try can, to play the game it, and it we tried to play and we tried to dictate things we tried to win the game and we deserved our goal and i love that because we can't always say that about some national team performances especially in a world cup in our first one in eight years and and, and i will add we, we aren't just in here throwing roses all over the place and saying everything's <laughs> great and dandy everybody had an eight everyone was great no we've been honest we've said you know, Josh Sargent wasn't good enough, although he made a, a big play for us because without him, we don't score that goal with his holdup play, but largely not good enough, not effective enough. I'd say Weston McKinney also kind of just doing enough to play because you could tell that injury is bothering him. He's not 100%. So at, at halftime, I would have liked to see him get subbed. I have no problem with him starting. You're saying, okay, I believe in Weston. Maybe he, he's he's 
going to be great enough to to make an impact in this game off of set pieces. But because of the way that Wales played, you didn't have to worry about set pieces in this game, at least yeah. defensively. So put on Brandon Aronson at halftime. Give him 45 minutes because he'll be able to press. He'll be able to, to get on the ball and, and play, be a little bit more aggressive. I think that's what we needed, a little bit more of that killer instinct and also being clean in the final third, which we didn't have. I, we said Anthony Robinson. Yes, he was uh, making runs at, at times, being a, a impactful, but gave too much space in the end of the game for service. Tim Ream, largely good. In the first half, didn't put a foot wrong. Second half, I think there were times where they got caught sleeping, and Walkerman especially, because obviously he gave up the penalty. And J what Jimmy Conrad is saying is, we don't just have to go – Oh, Walker's the worst, and he, bench him, don't play him. That's not how it works. He made a bad mistake. We called him out on it, but that's it. Done. He yeah. knows he made a mistake. Everyone knows it. And then well, I, us, well, I, go ahead, I'd sorry, say Serginho Dest to, to finish also didn't, I, I think, just didn't impress. Yeah. He had he had space. Do you in the think first though, half. in fairness to him though, yeah. do you think that sorry, Heath, I know you should be chiming in here because it's yeah. just me and Charlie, me and Charlie show right now. But but do you think Serginho Dest got a little bit limited? in his influence because he had team away in front of him. Whereas if he had no. a Gio Reyna or a Brendan Aronson, those guys naturally drift inside a little bit. And that just, he just couldn't get the normal width and get to the end line. Like he usually does. If no, he doesn't have a way in front of him, no? I'd say no, because his service just wasn't good anyways. So, okay. Even if, if you can't I tried, get, Serginio. <laughs> I, you tried. even if you can't get to the end line, because, because <laughs> Timothy way is there and he's saying, Hey, I'm I'm taking the spot. I see the vulnerabilities. I'm not going inside. I'm staying wide. Then you say to Serginho Dest, well, if they're they're still not putting pressure on me, I'll go inside. I'll start to combine. I'll go inside to out, and then we can swap places. And then the early service. Either way, it wasn't sharp. So I think we could have got a little bit more from Dest. And that one opportunity where Yunus Musa dribbles out of the left, comes back out to the right, plays it to, to Dest, and they're dropping so low that he takes a touch in this takes a shot from outside. That's encouraging. That's good. But we didn't see enough of it. Yeah, I guess let's 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 put it in a little bit of context, Jimmy, in terms of your and be, before I say this, um, I do want to say that I think this team is what we've asked for in terms of consistency that we haven't seen for a long time. There was nobody on that field today that I go, oh, my gosh, dude, like, how is he getting called in? Like how, <laughs> yeah. You know, like we've seen yeah, – right, right. that's what we've experienced for a year, right? Somebody stands out of going, like, they're not ready because they're too young or they're not in it or they're not fit. We have a real reason. This was a real collective performance. And, yes, we played pretty conservative, pretty risk-free. That eliminated any real risk. And like you said, you saw some standout things like Serginho Dest and others losing the ball. Weston McKinney, I thought, wasn't great at his passing but was solid uh, defensively. Who was your, uh, who was well, your most important player let, let, I think I know where you're going with this. How about we say this? Would you, because I feel like we're going to get into, you know, having to, to categorize guys that maybe didn't, I don't know, potentially, I don't know, it's getting, all right, if you want to go that direction, but I, I maybe consider no, this. No, it's not, not the worst player, but like who was somebody, because for me, it's Weston McKinney today. I, I'll at least say that, because he doesn't look fully fit. Well, he yeah, he struggled to complete I passes. It was a risk. I, thought, he, I thought he did. He, a good he job was hiding at times. Uh, yeah. He was hiding at times in, in the buildup and possession. Again, to Serginho Dest's point, I don't think Weston McKinney, who's far more often on that side, provided options and opportunities to play out. And when he did, he, he turned those over or, or made a bad pass or, or didn't check in. The, the timing of that was off. And that was somebody that I know is quality. And again, I mentioned at the top of the show with Lennon Donovan saying he's got to be his best for this team to be really good. And when he is, mm -hmm. this team mm -hmm. is great. 
he has to find that next gear or we have to 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 find somebody yeah, who will sure. find that next gear in order for us to go from here um and up up a notch so i guess i'm just trying to find context of like was there anybody that was it was it was a nine to you today um no no well, i thought team away was close he i, was I thought team away for me Team Awea was very, very good. I, I, I thought he was an option for us if we hit anything up over the top. Obviously, he makes a great, well-timed run off a great pass from Christian Pulisic. I thought his goal was very well taken. I like that he gives us a little something where he gets to the end line. He takes people on. I think that we can make good, strong runs when he's in and around that area where he can hit crosses because he knows that you can consistently get something from him. We almost got an own goal off of something that uh, he put into the mixer as well. That was dangerous. I really liked him. I thought it was a smart start, and I thought it paid off. Uh, in terms of the worst, it's tough. There were a couple guys that maybe weren't as sharp or what we expected. I think Weston McKinney for injury purposes. I thought Eunice Musa was kind of quiet. I wouldn't call him the worst, but but I thought he was getting the ball a little bit deeper than I'm sure he would have preferred. And I don't know. And in, in fairness, Wales were trying to block that area of the field and, and not allowing him to to kind of dance through. That. It wasn't as smooth either. Uh, dri dri driving through who was the best, like who was the best defender. Terms. Who was the best defender for you both? Oh, probably Tim, I'd say Tim Ream for me. Yeah. 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 yeah Tim Ream. Completely solid. Yeah. Again, I go, I go deep in the second half and I started to see him look a little tired. He was getting pulled out to the sideline a lot more, right? He was scrapping and battling with Kiefer Moore, who was laying the ball off and spinning out. And that's, again, when we talk about John Anthony Brooks and Tim Ream, that's worst case scenario for us is that when they're getting dragged yeah. into the midfield, getting pulled in, the guy's wrapping him up and then laying the ball off, spinning off, like those little tiny movements that require, you know, either strength or speed that I don't think he necessarily mm -hmm. has. But, but, Overall, I would say that he was pretty solid in the air, scrapping, doing the things that you're going to have to do against the whales. I thought he was really good. What about Agreed. you? Okay, okay. I have a question for for both of you and for everybody watching and listening on your podcast platform of choice. And I know we're getting early. This is more of like an instant reaction right after the one-one draw against Wales. Your instant reaction to this. Obviously, we're going to do a proper preview for the England game. But based on what you saw today, what lineup would you want to see? Instant reaction lineup after the Wales game against England. Charlie, I want to I want to hear from you first. Would you change out Sargent? Would you? Yeah, Charlie's yeah. changing Sargent for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, even though he, did play, he played right. against those guys last year, bring in Charlie Davies. Uh, nobody, we... nobody can can fit the mold of Charlie Davies. No, no, Charlie. Yeah. no. Uh, here we go. Here's my my eleven. Yeah, four. I want to hear. It. Like, give give us your instant reaction. No. Starting eleven. Everybody listening and watching. Yeah. Matt Turner goal. Anthony Robinson left back. Tim Ream again, Walker Zimmerman again, Serginho Dest, Tyler Adams again. And then I'm having Eunice Musa and Brendan Aronson there. Okay. Christian Pulisic left, Tim Timo Weah at, at the nine, and at the right uh, wing spot, hopefully Gio Reyna is ready to go. And that would be my 11. Oh, interesting. I wow. like that. I, I will say, though, there was some fluidity to the team today that I saw Pulisic end up on the right. I saw Musa way out on the left. Mm -hmm. I saw uh, Timo Weah uh, come to the left. That and that willingness to get the ball and sort of play in those circumstances was something that I hadn't seen. It felt so rigid before where we talked about like, no, 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 Pulisic, he only plays on the left. He's a left midfielder. He drives inside on his right foot. He comes back to get the ball. Like seeing them line up in other positions throughout the game, I thought to me was at least a little bit of um, – yeah, it felt like there was a little bit of freedom and trust that they had. Like, they basically realized they can all do this, and, and that was kind of cool. Um, Jimmy, my, my 11, same back line as Charlie had. Uh, Tyler Adams, again, at, at the six. I'm going to go with Brendan Aronson and, and Eunice Musa. Uh, I like, again, that – I want to see that combination of Aronson and, and, um, and um, Tyler Adams, right? We've seen that at, at Leeds 
where they're starting to build mm-hmm. a little bit of a rhythm together in which that speed and transition, they kind of know where each other plays. I'd like to see that come to life a little bit. And then uh, right midfield, I'm going to, I'm going to go with team away again, left uh, Christian Pulisic. And then, and then up top um, I'm, I'm probably going with Haji, Wright uh, As, as just a, a bigger body. And, and did you and feel like Haji Wright made much of an impact though, when he came on? I don't, I don't think he did, but I, I don't think I'm going to start Sargent in that game. Cause I don't think Sargent had much of an, and he had an impact. But when I think about the fact that like, if you watched England play and the way that they are, they can win everything in the air, they can scrap for balls. Like, we need somebody that's going to scrap. We need somebody that's going to fight and occupy. Again, when I look at the biggest difference of this whole game, of all the subs and everything that happened in the game, it was Wales recognizing we're going to throw on key for more. And that's going to change the dynamic for us. And it completely changed the dynamic for them. It changed the game. It's the only reason they came out of that game with a point is because of that substitution, that tactical shift that they made of like, this isn't working. We're not playing well. We're going to go with something different. And maybe that means Haji writes a, a different opportunity. He's obviously not a key for more, but... I'm trying to think of something different of like, how can we leave some firepower to know if it's not working, that we can have real impact? Because what I didn't see is huge impact off of, off of our bench tactically. It felt like we were slotting in one-for-ones um, and less so about changing the way we want to play. Well, then if Haji writes the guy that's going to draw attention from the center backs, so that allows our dynamic wingers to, and Brendan Aronson and the Yunus Musa to run at them, then I think that's a good thing. We we saw them struggle against Iran today when when they're when somebody actually runs at them, makes purposeful passes, good good, you know, darting runs in between these little tiny diagonals to create some space, create some opportunities, either shots or crosses or whatever it is. That's where they do struggle, and we saw it against the in the three three game in England and Germany. We won't get into the weeds in this too much, but when Musiala went straight at Harry Maguire, got a penalty, and I think we have the players that can do similar things. It's just a matter of getting the ball to them in those areas, and we need a set, we need a, a number nine. Do you think can, you do you want Timo Weah there at, at the nine? I wouldn't mind. I just feel like I've been clamoring for Timo Weah the number nine for like stop, six months. I know. Stop it. I, Both of you stop it. He showed everything you need from a nine. His run, his pace, his strength, and his production. He went from to outside finish. to in for the goal. He went from outside to in. He started That's what strikers do. Strikers go that, make a run in the that. channel, then you come back in. It's the movement. Either way, you want someone who's leading the line, who has pace. Who's, who can make a defender think take take a second thought about stepping up into the midfield and and being ultra aggressive because they can condense the field. All of a sudden, you got one or two players thinking, "Oh man, do do I step? He's got pace. I, I know if he has a step on me." And then his the clinical finish. We yeah, we, we haven't had a nine yeah, who can do that. that. Was, so I for mean, me, when I saw it, when I saw it come on him. his left his his left foot and he shifted it back shifted back to his body to put it on his right and and flick it like that I was like oh my gosh hey, goal cup? oh my gosh I know oh my, it's, oh yeah. I know I mean, it's Granada and it's not Wales but same Granada <laughs> it's pretty pretty crazy that that uh, Timo Weah's dad George Weah is the only African to win the Ballon d'Or award as the world's best player never got to play in a World Cup and he got to see his son. Scoring his World Cup debut, it's it's yeah. pretty pretty awesome, man. That is that is an incredible story. And Jimmy, I think you asked the question: Who? What's your lane? What's your eleven? No, no, no. I agree with you. So Turner and goal. I think the same back four. Uh, Tyler Adams right in front. We've seen that in previous World Cups, even in 2014. That if we keep a same back five and, and the goalkeeper as well, that you start to build that rapport yeah. and trust in high pressure situations. And I don't want to get away from the, that because of one play against Walker. The Zimmer the Zimmerman incident was a mistake. But it wasn't right. like run of play, bad pass, bad back pass. That is just mm-hmm, a thought mm-hmm, decision mm-hmm. that you make. And that's different than I think if Walker Zimmerman gave a square pass and somebody dribbled down the field and scored off of that, I'd be like, yeah, oh, that guy shook. I'm, I'm going to have to say stop it again. 
if if you or or Jim made that tackle in the box, you not playing. That that is a decision, <laughs> and that what? and that is, that is the train of thought. If you went to ground in the box with a defend with a striker who's not facing the goal, he's got his back to goal do, in the do, box, okay, in a, in, a, in a position where you shouldn't. I'm, you both are one looking at the other defender if a defender well, costs of course us you a are. game. Yeah, yeah. And you're saying, well, yeah. I wouldn't be hey, looking at Aaron Long and fearing done. too much, but Cameron Carter Ricker's <laughs> been potentially. No, uh, so, I, but that's, so that's it. I've, still comes back to that idea training. of like who. who who are you going to go with then, Charlie? You just start. You literally just started you know, not, in, in your you next game. Summer, man. Hey, hey, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying you take him out. <laughs> <Here we go. laughs> you, you said awesome. we're I'm getting saying, benched, you but he's not getting benched. I'm saying you you, you know as a defender. Stop. Hey, Charlie's been hanging on ground. the internet. He's trying to win everybody. He's got he's got way up. He's got Reina. Reina didn't even play. Reina Reina didn't even play. He's got Reina on the wing. He's going with all the things that are speculative. You know, he's got way up top. You know, he's got he's got Pepe somewhere coming off the bench still. My uh, YouTube, hey, my YouTube uh, fan, they know they they're ready. They want. Oh, oh gosh! Whenever anybody's oh, stayed on gosh. the internet, Charlie's gonna go agree with oh, you. That's gosh. crazy. No, but I've been. No, no, I got. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't want a seventy-five or eighty percent Weston McKinney uh, at least yep. starting. I think maybe you can bring him on if you feel like there's a situation. Obviously, he's good on set pieces. I'm still waiting for us to score on a set piece. We haven't done that in a while. Uh, so probably Aronson in that position, unless Giorena is an option and wants to play a little bit more central. Timo has got to be on the field. I want him. I've been clamoring for him at the number nine for quite some time because we can get more of our dynamic players on the field. And, and I would love for that to happen. I don't know if it's going to. But yeah, if I had to pick, then I would go Pulisic Wea and then probably Giorena if he's healthy. But that's uh, mm -hmm. tough. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> I wonder, tough? though, because here's... here's No, no, no. Here, just to get into it. I mean, you've got Jude Bellingham versus who? Like, who, we, Who's going to sit on him and do the work to kind of cover that guy? That's going to be... That's well, going to be pretty it's, intense. It's, it's, That's something to keep not, in mind. Not, Actually, I've seen him roll like Helen Acosta before. It's not one player. I get that, but you he's... You can't take God, one wow, player against God. Saka. You can't take one player no, against I get Bellingham that. I get or that. Sterling. It's, it's got to be a collective effort. And that brings us back to when we were playing. When we were playing against the best teams, who... Who was marking Ronaldinho? Who was marking Robinho? Who, you know, who was marking Xavi and 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 Torres and and, and David Villa? It, David Villa. It, it had to be collective. That's when this team yeah. is at their best. When they mm -hmm. all have to participate in defending and helping, and then that's when you can spur that one player into space. Christian Pulisic, Timo Weah, Gio Reyna. But the, the only way we're beating England is if multiple team players are are helping on one player and and it's got to be the weak sides getting support and and so on yeah i mean i'm talking myself into a little bit of a circle here or at least in my mind well, we're gonna get where... into a preview so don't get yeah too we much will but it's like we're gonna you brought in the cost and then you'd have you could maybe push musa musa higher where he is playing a little bit higher for valencia and that's something that piques my interest but uh because because england is gonna have a lot of the ball and you need some guys that are gonna work yeah um, well again that's and, my and that's like, my only worry on 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 team Awea is that on the wings i at least i know that when he checks in and spins out, he's it, you lump that ball in there, and he's got a chance, right? He'll chase it down. Maybe it gets kicked out for a throw-in. Maybe it gets whatever. But down the middle, I worry about, like, he could go 45 minutes with the way that we're capable of playing at times with not getting a ball. You lump that ball over the top. It's in the goalie's hands, right? You 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 split them. You split him where he's checking back, and he's ineffective. I'm like, in a perfect world, I'm with you, Charlie. I would love to see him at the nine. But I, I tend to get very weirdly pessimistic about, like, putting a player that I've seen as an asset somewhere else because I know what he can do when I don't believe that the players around him can get, can get him to do what he's going to do. And that's why I always kind of shy away from, from that type of thing. You, you think with, with Reyna, who's played uh, with, I mean, Holland, for instance, knowing 
that he can supply a striker and you have Christian Pulisic on the other side, that both of them can beat players on the dribble, that if Timo Weah just makes his runs, they will find him. Yeah, they, yeah I agree with that. It's a good It's not reinventing the wheel. You're preaching to the choir, man. Okay. You know I've been wanting Timo Weah in the number nine for... It's ever. not, but we got, we got that run like one time today against Wales. And that was in a turnover and transition. Okay, here, it comes, wasn't like, here comes the realist. The optimist. No, but, but, it, but it, wasn't, but it wasn't like it wasn't like that, you know, we've seen it wasn't like that we had little darting runs and we were taking chances in and around the box. More often than not, when we got possession in their half, we were playing negatively and going around the, the bowl with 10 passes and not deciding to have that little combination play where a team away can slot and, and get the ball. Finally, like you said, I guess it only does take one because that's what got us the goal and that should have got us the win. Um, so it's not like you need 10 of those in a game, but yeah. I, I I don't disagree though, Charlie. Uh, and and I'm not saying T- Timo Way is Halan. What I'm saying is, Gio <laughs> oh, Reyna. the internet's turning on. Yeah, the internet's turning yeah. on Charlie, dude. No, oh, man, you're only your last call. No, they're still with me. They're still with yeah, me. They're still no. rocking with me. What I'm saying is, he's used to playing into a striker who makes runs off defenders' back shoulders. He can do that. That's so for for me. Reyna should start against England, given that. You know, Wes McKinney's not at 100, percent and and Josh Sargent um, underperformed. Didn't didn't yeah. didn't just just didn't Greg say that Josh Sargent made the team because he plays against these guys regularly in England? Like that was the Wales team and and the English team. Didn't, and, didn't he? I just want to. Okay. That's and, what he and, said. I, that's all I'm saying. And then my rebuttal to that is, yeah, and he showed it with his performance today against Wales. Are, he hit one you, off the, the, the post and he held the hold up hold up play that freed. I know. I know. Now you're just trying to light. light yeah. <laughs> I'm not taking the bait. Hey, it's a game of he, moments. He, he, he game tried. of moments, Jimmy. It's a game of he, moments. You know, like he had me. he had a couple moments. Well, yeah. all right. Let's let's look. look we've got we've got, bait, but we've got a, um, we've got an unbelievable audience uh, that has joined us on this live show tonight. So yes. we're going to take it to final thoughts to make sure we leave some room for everybody to come back on Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern time for our official live uh preview of of us versus england um so let's go with final thoughts jimmy any final thoughts uh for you before charlie goes on a a four or five minute final thought yeah i mean for me i think the best way to kind of sum up what we saw today was a tale of two halves first half we were completely dominant i think that wales let us be dominant in some areas of the field to your point heath where they let us have those 10 passes around but never really threatening until we found a way to make it happen. I thought we were the better team in the first half. I thought we deserved a goal. We were the protagonists. We were trying to actually make something happen. I don't even think Wales had a shot on goal in the first half. Then they made some adjustments. And actually, the first five or ten minutes, I think when we go back and look at it, we were still somewhat in control. But once Kiefer Moore settled in, once Gareth Bale found the right pockets to try to be a little bit more dangerous in combination with Kiefer Moore, and everybody else kind of... There was just more urgency from Wales in the second half. And as we drop back, I think there's a lot to learn and gain from that, especially from our back line. So there's a lot of positives. There's obviously some negatives. Walker's obviously got to do better in that one specific play. But I think as a group, we could have done a little bit better of not putting ourselves in that position. But we got one point. And as I mentioned before, the last five times that we have played in the World Cup and won or drawn the first game, we've gone on to advance. And I'm going to stick with that because I think that's really important. Well, well Okay, said. Charlie, how about you? You, Charlie, you get to have this final thought because you said you make that mistake, you get benched, yeah. but you're starting him in the next game. So... Uh, give us your final thought. <laughs> yeah, because you, you, you can't drop any anyone else. I mean, put anyone else in, into that position because no one's good enough to to play better I than Walker I fully Zimmer. agree, man. Um, but I saw a death <laughs> kiss come at you and say, oh, you want to bring Pepe onto the squad uh, knowing that uh, he can't play, um, that you think <laughs> that he would be a better option. Death kiss still coming at you. My I final <laughs> thought is we got a point. 
it, it, yes, we could have gotten the win. We could have, we, we were better, the better team, but we'll take it. And I'm positive against England that they're overlooking us, that they're going to, they're not going to be playing, um, that, that we could catch them off guard. We, we can, yeah. we can catch them as long as we defend as a unit and play well. Um, I, I think we, we come, we get a result against England. So holla at your boy. I'm ready. I'm hyped for our pre, <laughs> pre, uh, a preview show on Wednesday and for the match on Friday, black Friday. Let's go. Yeah, I like it. My, yeah, my final thought is just on that. You know, if you were to ask people, we were going into this, everybody was saying, we're going to go three and out. We can't score. We're the worst team fire. Greg, get rid of all these players. None of them are good. Well, we got a point out of Wales. And yeah, I know it's disappointing because we had three points out of Wales, but I'm, I'm just excited that there is progress in this team right now and some excitement, I think, going into this England game and the next two games, knowing that we can realistically get out of this group. But that is it from us on In Soccer We Trust for this one. And of course, on behalf of Jimmy Conrad, Charlie Chuck Wagon Davies, our producer Alex, and all of our producers that are helping us with this show, I'm Heath Gregory Pierce, signing off, and we will see you guys on Wednesday. Bye. baseball season is in full swing which means you need to listen to fantasy baseball today part of the cbs sports podcast network join scott white chris towers and me frank stample every weekday as we recap every player from every game we'll talk waiver wire ads drops players to trade for prospects who could make an impact and everything in between make sure to download and follow on apple Podcasts, spotify the odyssey app and everywhere else podcasts are found